Hey everybody, it is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show. And before we get to this next episode, just wanted to remind you one more time, go over and visit the CMS Podcast Network. CMSPN.com is the web address. You get four great shows on one great site. You get us, of course, you get Aftershocks, you get Talk To Me, and you get the Shockwave Skull Sessions with Bob Now Bandian. Make sure you get over there. You can watch the episodes. You can listen to the episodes. You can subscribe so it's delivered to your phone and you never have to touch it again. So again, get over there, cmspn.com, cmspn.com. And if you didn't hear me the first two times, cmspn.com. All right, here's the episode you actually came to see. right here on the classicmetalshow.com that's uh bob leather tommy tommy leather bob crash whatever you <laughs> want to call him uh you can call him anything you want except uh don't call him late for dinner so uh that's uh that's called uh i'm gonna fuck that girl <laughs> so anyway on the phone with us is is bob leather himself what's going on there bob <laughs> Uh, not much. I'm, I'm sitting in my garage, uh, just hanging out. So are you listening to the show? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did catch it. Um, and like I mentioned, I, I, well, I thank you guys for playing the last couple of songs. That's pretty cool. I didn't think Chris ever listens to anything I send him, but it turns out he does. <laughs> Dude, I had to I, I had to give these songs names, so I, I, I hope I got the namings the naming right. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's uh, at the end of the day, probably no one cares anyway. So I just appreciate you playing it for for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, you've been busy, man. You you've got the you've got the Bob Leather CD out there. You've got the Tommy Crash and Friends CD out there. You're a busy. Uh, you're you're a rock star again. Yeah, I uh, sure, sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, man, I just uh, you know, I took a, a while off, and when the this stupid COVID thing hit, um, I was just like, man, I got a lot of time to sit at home. All my friends, people that I didn't know that I hit up to play on my stuff, they're all home. So it's it's good, man. The um, the Tommy Crash and Friends of Britney Fox CD, the acoustic thing. Um, God, we started, I started that with Billy Child probably in 2006. So how many years is that? 16 <laughs> years ago? Or I don't know. Yeah, 16 I, years ago. I started ago. that a long time ago. Or 14 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I put that out, um, I think a year or so ago. And then I just had another small batch done because the original printing was kind of messed up. So, uh, I just, I'm a perfectionist and I just wanted to make sure it was perfect for what it was, you know? Sure. Well, being that this is, um, you know, it's called Britney Fox and friends who, who are the friends <laughs> on there? Who, who, who all joined you in, in, uh, recording something on that? Yeah, that's a good, good question. Neil. it's kind of a weird thing. Like I said, it started with Billy Childs and I, who's the, you know, the bass player in Britney Fox and, uh, uh, we just started with doing a couple songs for fun in 2006-ish, and then it evolved into them going back on tour, and Mike, the original guitar player, Michael Kelly Smith, didn't want to do it, and um, they asked me if I wanted to do it, so I was like, sure. Um, 
we sent Tommy Paris the songs, and he he finished as much as he could, and before he knew it, we were in Maine rehearsing, and then we went on tour for the summer, and when we got back off tour, um, they went and did a European run, which I declined to do. I had enough with that summer run with them, and um, yeah, so I got... Uh, Tommy sings on some of it. Tommy Paris is on there singing backups. Uh, he sings lead on the Six Guns one. Uh, my friend Nick Malera sang um, the other lead vocals on it, which he was going to be a Britney Fox singer at one point, but for whatever reason, that didn't work out. And then Billy Childs, he sings lead on a couple songs, too. Um, so it's really only a few of us. I mean, it should have been a proper Britney Fox release, but just because of you know, the way things happen, it, it didn't. And I put way too much time into it over the last handful of years to not do something with it. Right. Go ahead, Neely. Oh, yeah. well, anyway. Um, so I know you're an old school guy. I know you like, I know you like the whole idea of physical media and having a disc and all that. Chris, on the other hand, he's one of these guys. If he gets a disc, he rips it, throws the disc away. Damn right. So I know. And uh, you know, just working, you know, as a musician goes, I know that uh if you're a musician, you always hope to be able to, you know, create something that's uh fun or scratches that itch or whatever the case may be, but uh when it comes to recording these songs, you obviously just do it for fun because unfortunately there's really no market for new music per se as far as like making any kind of money on it or anything. So is it, is that really your whole drive is just to do something for fun or what are you doing? Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, there's, there's no money in it. Fortunately, I have a, a regular, a real job, a, a really nice, comfortable job. I'm lucky in that way. And, um, you know, I've always said I'm probably too normal to never, to, that's why I never made it in a rock band. Cause I'm too freaking normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not chips enough, you know, chips enough is just cooped out of his gore. He's nuts. I love the guy as everyone does, but you, you know, you couldn't imagine chips selling widgets to some Indian somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, what, what's funny <laughs> is that, uh, it's been a little over, it's about been over a year now. Uh, Chris and I uh, went to see Tom Kiefer and uh, Enough's Enough was opening up for him. And, and you know, as Chip is, he, he'll come out and hang out with everybody and take pictures and yap and stuff. And Chris and I have known Chip for probably over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I saw Chip a year ago in October, uh, it was like, um, I had to give up all the good stuff. I don't smoke anymore. I don't drink anymore. I don't do this. I, I got to take care of myself. I got to stay in shape. So according to Chip at that time, his days of, you know, partying and smoking and stuff were behind him. Really? That's oh, what well, it, good for him. Well, that's what he told me. I don't know if it's true to today, but at that time he said he gave up everything. Well, you know, I, I haven't known Chip that long and he, I'm sure he'd probably remember me. I'm, I'm a small blip on his radar of insanity that he's known over the years. Um, but I, I can tell you, he, you know, I got to meet him when, cause we toured with Enough's Enough. They were the main band that we toured with when we did the 2007 run. And, uh, you know, Chip, Chip liked everyone. He, he treated me great. And it's like, I knew him my whole life. And, um, uh, 
uh, God, there's so many stories about it. You want to hear what I think is just an absurd story, and it kind of puts this touring in a van and all this nonsense in perspective. Would you like to hear a chip story? Please. Absolutely. <laughs> and it might not strike you guys as anything crazy because you know them, but so we're in, we're touring, and Brittany Fox is in this, uh, like, it's a church van. It's like a fucking long white church van. We, we toured in that thing from Maine all the way to Seattle, Washington, to California, and all the way back to Ohio. That was where our last gig was. So it was, imagine this, and it was four guys in a van, our manager, and two roadies in this church van. It was ridiculous, <laughs> right? But, I, I mean, no wonder Michael Kelly Smith was like, yeah, I'll pass. I'm good. I don't need to do this, you know? Um, so we're in that chip, and it was Johnny Monaco and Randy Scott, I believe, was the drummer. They were in their, like, light, light blue minivan. So we pretty much just followed each other around the the country, and it's uh in the middle of the tour somewhere. It's in like Iowa or some just Midwest place, and we're at a gas station in the morning. It's probably ten in the morning. I don't know. We all stop for gas and run in to get junk food, and I I, I come out of the minivan just you know beat up, tired, exhausted, you know, traveling like that, and um and I look up, and Chip is pumping gas in his blue minivan with a nightgown on right <laughs> he's got a fucking he, he's got a pink like negligee nightgown and chip continued to wear that straight on stage driving his van around for about four or five days okay <laughs> <laughs> everywhere and 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 so i get out of the van and look at him and i'm like Okay. At that point, it becomes fucking normal, which is just to give you an idea how ridiculous and how just draining the whole tour process that level is. And uh, but the thing about Chip, like he can walk into a truck stop and buy a candy bar with a pink nighty on, with like pot stains and juice stains on it, <laughs> and he's not going to get his ass beat because he's such a nice guy. He's like six two. He'll be a trucker's best friend. You know, it's just so it's so surreal. Well, well, Chip has been a good friend to Chris and I for a long time. He always treats us really well. Every time we see him, he always asks, acts like, you know, we're long lost brothers, you know, and, you know, that's how he is with, you know, everybody. But uh, right. particularly, I know, I know Chris probably believes the same way, but, you know, every time we see him, he he's like, he's like, Neely, my brother, <laughs> always big hug, you yeah. know, the whole thing. So imagine, Neely, you get off from your, your day job and, and you're pumping gas and you look over and you see some dude that's 6'2 with fucking scraggly long hair and a nightgown. <laughs> like wow, that's pretty, that's pretty fucked up. But when you're on the road with these, these maniacs, it's like, all right, yeah, whatever, no big deal. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, I do this. I do this because I have to for fun, because if I don't do this, uh, I, I will get into trouble with other things. Uh, it's just the way it is. Not even being like, like trying to be funny for the radio or anything. I literally have to do this. So I, I saw the Britney thing through and, um, you know, there might be some opportunity in 2021 where I will be part of Britney camp in some way, doing some shows, possibly festivals, maybe. I don't know. It's 50, 50, you know how this is. Something might work out. Um, this is probably news to some people in the Brittany camp, but we'll see what happens. Well, 
Well, speaking of that, about what was it like three or four years ago, there was this big announcement that Britney Fox had gotten back together and they were going to do this, that, and the other. And there was all these little press releases and stuff. And then nothing ever happened with it. Do you, do you know anything about that? Um, it's just, you know, one of those things they had Tommy Paris singing back in the band because at one point after I stopped playing with them, they had another guy that was the singer and Brittany Fox, which was actually really good. This guy, Jamie. Uh, and then, you know, cause Billy's been the only mainstay through Brittany Fox the whole time. So I know people slag on him bringing different versions out, but you know, at least he's doing it and people get to hear these songs. But so anyway, he had Tommy back. I saw one show and played that he had Johnny, this amazing drummer. And he had this other guy on guitar you know, and I just don't, I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm guessing they just couldn't agree on anything. And, and to write that many songs and, and I think some of the guys in the band are in a mindset where they want to get paid for it, understandably. But like you said, Neely, there's, there's no money in it, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, those days are over. Yeah. So I, it would just be my guess. I think they did a short run and it just kind of, fizzled out and then you know here i come again talking to billy childs and you know trying to get something fired up again um just for the sake of, of playing live i mean because quite honestly does anybody really want new music from britney fox in 2021 <laughs> besides myself because well, i'm a big fan well that 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 last one that they had that springhead motor shark that boy that was a tough one to absorb. Now, Chris said he liked that. I like that record, but uh, I, that was a tough, that was a tough listen for me. I yeah. Like uh, it was different, but if you listen to Tommy Paris's last solo CD, he put out, it's got like an engine or something on the cover. My God, that is just freaking phenomenal. I love that record. I love that guy's voice. Such a talent. I don't, did you guys ever hear that record? Yeah. Tommy's actually a very good friend of mine. And, uh, okay. he, he was actually on the show. We had him on the show and he was doing, um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, he, you know, he plays with that count 66, uh, out yeah. there and out in Las Vegas. And, uh, he was going on stage with them and he called us during the show, just out of the blue via the Skype. And he was, <laughs> he was, uh, he was Skyping video of walking out on stage and playing in front of some, some crowd <laughs> with, with, uh, with, uh, count 66, but he did send us that Tommy Paris band, uh, CD and it, it was, it's really good. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, if, if they could have, you know, taken a piece of that and, and maybe form that into, you know, Britney Fox song somehow and scaled it back. That would have been a fantastic record, but um, I don't know why they didn't do it. I, like I said, I think a, a lot of those guys, and you know, you guys interview all these people. Some of them, I'm not saying the Britney guys are, but some of them are delusional that they think it's 1988 or 89 and they want like a $10,000 advance for, for the record. And it's just, it's not really there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll fight with both of you over Springhead Motor Shark. I just pulled up the track list. It's got at least three quality songs on it. Sri Lanka was a great song. Is It Real is, is the best song. You know, sounds like they sang it around a like a campfire or something, but it's a it's a cool, cool acoustic type song. And Pain was a good song. That's a good record. You guys are fucking crazy. 
Hey, it's not a bad record. I was expecting, like I shouldn't, I was expecting Bite Down Hard Part 2, which is totally unrealistic. But, no, it's a good record, man. Britney Fox is a great band. I'm probably the biggest fanboy of the band, and I love the Tommy Paris era. I, I mean, I, I won't argue with you about any of that. They're a great band. No, I, 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 I love the Tommy era. I was lukewarm to them in the Dizzy era. I, I didn't really care for either of the, the those two records. And they're okay. They were, they were what they were. They were Cinderella light. You know, they were they were like not Cinderella, but they were sort of Cinderella. But when Tommy came in, the whole they got all aggressive and heavy. That fucking bite down hard rules. That's a great record for anybody that likes hair metal. If you don't have that record, you're a fucking moron because that record's as good as anything yeah. in the era. No, I I totally agree. And those songs, they should be played. So I'm telling you, if Blackfoot can go out in 2021, if Quiet Riot can, if Foreigner, then uh, I think it's fine for Britney Fox to do it too, right? <laughs> oh. Well, then you'd be involved in two bands. You'd be involved in Britney Fox and Blackfoot. Oh, yeah. Well, my run with Blackfoot was brief, but we don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she got she got elected mayor of Chicago. <laughs> wow, dude, that that dude's killer looking, man. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Neely, Neely, let me give you a question. It has nothing to do with Britney Fox, but I'll see how up you are on this. Do you know what uh, Michelle Obama's real last name is? It's Michael. What? I have no idea. You don't? Okay. I don't either. I don't remember either. You got to Google it. I think it's LeVay or something. It's Michael LeVay. I got to look Google that up. that up. Someone in the chat room. Chris is on it. Chris is on it right away. Yeah, I, I have no idea. IT guy. Yeah, I have no idea about that. I mean, you know, the, the weird thing about, you know, not to turn this into any kind of weird conspiracy thing, but the weird thing is, is you never see any photos of oh Michael uh, pregnant with their kids or anything. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> How is that stupid? There aren't any. Uh, um, what's that? Well, her, stupid. It, it's, it's really strange that this quote unquote, this first lady, this former first lady, there's no, there's no for, there's no photos out there. Any early photos of any kind. No, there's not. Like they had. <laughs> well, you might you might have a point there. They, really. they 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 had two children together, but you never see any photos, like early photos of her being like pregnant or anything like that. You know, not that Michael could be pregnant, but even even to create the <laughs> illusion, there's no there's no nothing, there's no record of anything. Well, I'll see if I can Photoshop something tonight. <laughs> well, I don't want to right? Photoshop. It's just, it's just bizarre that a high-profile family like like a two-term president, there's no historic photos out there at all or anything. Nothing. Well, I got to, and I'm totally honest with you, I have a coffee table book on Michelle Obama in my house now. And ah. she's got the prettiest shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> For what, a linebacker? I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I saw it at Books a Million. It was on the clearance section. I'm like, you you got to have this book. It's amazing. It's amazing. You bought yeah, it. I'll send it to you. 
I will send it to you, Neely. You can take it up to Don Dock and house for Christmas and go over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I think I got other <laughs> things to spend my time doing but instead of looking at a drag queen. <laughs> well, well yeah, so so go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, man. Uh, no. So anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Music, right? Britney Fox going on tour with Blackfoot and Quiet Riot or something like that. <laughs> That's quite a lineup. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, it, it's not unthinkable with with the way that the bands are. If, if any of us get back out again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, you think about it with Britney Fox, your average person that is going to go see Britney Fox, they're not that invested in the minutia like someone like me who really knows the details. They see the shiny logo. They want to hear girls' school. They want to hear "Long Way to Love," and they want to have a good time for a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, dude. Bottom line is, Quiet Riot can go out with zero original members and and still sell casinos. So you know, why not? Why not, Britney Fox? Yeah, I mean, and 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 you know, we can. I mean, honestly, on the internet, there's a lot of people that are cynical about it and stuff, including myself, because I'm a hardcore, very deep glam and hard rock and heavy metal fan but i've watched pictures or videos of jizzy singing with quiet riot and it's fucking great who else is going to play these songs yeah. i love it there's nothing wrong with it yeah well in the end i mean the way it is today is most people most concert going people are fans of the songs because no there's there's what there's you two and aerosmith and then everybody else's pieces parted together anyway yeah, and the thing is, if you go see Quiet Riot and they suck, well, then you probably won't see them much anymore. If you went to go see Britney Fox with one original member or two originals or no original members and they suck, then they suck and they're not going to get booked again, you know? Yeah, that's it. Well, so, I don't know. If, if, if you can make a go at it and you don't have to live as a full-time musician, it's, it's a nice thing. But, yeah, so I just do... Uh, I like recording. Uh, Chris, I sent you the one CD that I'm in the process of work on. Hopefully you're going to contribute some vocals on it. I am. If, if I would ever get off my ass and do it, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I, my, my scars song coming back to life after, after the, the horrible original mix that we did, it's coming back to life. Yeah. And that, that CD is a song, which it's Tommy crash and friends electric you know, electric sessions. It's 10 songs. They're all electric. And it's got, you know, just a bunch of my friends. Like, hopefully you'll get that done. I've got, you know, a guy from Heaven Dead, a guy from Rough House, um, you know, some other like Philly guys. And uh, just a lot of great people have helped out on it. And, it's, you know, if 50 people like it and listen to it, that's cool. You know, because ultimately, you know, a musician wants to get their music out there. Hopefully people will hear it, you know, and then that metal project I was telling you about this, this week too, Chris, that's, you know, it's got some nice names attached to it, you know, and, but they're, you know, if it gets more people to listen to my song, having, you know, whatever the guy from death play guitar versus me having to do all the guitars and so be it. Yeah. Can we talk about the one musician or not? Uh, you know, he hasn't actually put anything down i'm sending him the tracks probably on monday um okay. i don't see why not i mean again it's it's music it's not fucking 
it's yeah. not serious stuff like Michelle Obama. It's music. <laughs> so yeah, you can bring it up. I don't care. Well, yeah, I mean, because that was the that was the cool thing was you had asked me if I knew any any singers that could that could jump on this thing, and I put you in touch with Tim Owens. And just like that, you hit me back up and said, all right, looks like Tim's in for two or three songs. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, so looks like Ripper yeah, Oak will be on your uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's heavier than the stuff I usually do. It's, it's you know, it's more metal. Um, and I, I had Bobby, he's a guitar player who played on the, um, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Um, he played on one of the albums with death in the mid nineties, um, drawing a blank. Uh, so anyway, so Bobby's doing the guitar leads on that. He's a, a real, real shredder. He's amazing. I can't touch him even close. He's like a jazz guitarist. He's, uh, Oh, he played on the album symbolic. That's what it is by death. So he's doing the leads for me. And I, I just put a couple samples up. He's, he's amazing. He's a guy that lives in Orlando and, uh, I got hooked up, through him through a totally non-music friend it was completely random and then chris you were telling me about tim so you put me in touch with him and he was like yeah sounds cool and all i want to do is an ep three songs and you know see where it goes because someone like tim as soon as he's able to go back out and play i think he's doing that thing with kk downing yeah right mm-hmm. and uh, i mean the guy's just going to be busy so that's the that's the great thing about COVID is that you know <laughs> Tim sitting at home saying, yeah, let's do something, you know, all these other people. Um, and I think it'll come out cool. And obviously it's, you know, it's a no brainer with Tim's name attached to it. You know, instead of having 50 people hear the song, maybe a couple thousand will hear it, hear the EP. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, Bob, how does this work when it, when, when you put together a CD that features, you know, some guys who have some notoriety in the music business, do they, do they donate their time or do they get paid for this or how do they, how does that work typically for somebody who puts together a, like an all-star type of uh, record, you know, cause we do have people come on who, um, you know, have guest artists on their discs and stuff. So do you, do you, do you have to pay them for per song or, a session or do they get paid at all or how does that work it, you know it, it completely depends on the person uh i mean i've had like i said on the electric cd i'm doing where hopefully chris will do the vocals on the one tune um most of those guys just were like cool i'm honored to do it you know uh i'm happy that someone still loves the record i did in 1990 and absolutely i'll do it uh some other guys they make a living doing this this is what they do they don't have a regular job like you and i so um if it's not discussed about paying them i'll throw them some money because i know it's their it's their deal you know these projects are obviously funded out of my pocket so it's not like I have a shitload of cash and there's zero budget to work with. The hope is that maybe it'll get picked up and we can get some money on the back end. And then there are guys who, you know, flat out absolutely need to be paid. Um, obviously in my position, the ideal thing to do is to just have them donate their time because they like the project and they think it'll help, you know, just more to get their name out there. So it really varies. I think, uh, 
uh, what's that label, guys? Is it Frontiers who has put together all those all-star bands? Yeah, they they put a ton of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, it would be my guess with most of those projects that they're just they're pay you know they're paying all the musicians to put them together. But um, with me, it's been all across the board, and I'd say ninety nine percent of them have just done it because they wanted to or they like the songs. Cool, cool. Well, it's you know not a whole lot different than you know what we do here on the show. I mean, between. Chris and myself, I mean, we, we finance the show. So, you know, right. between Chris and I, we, we dump a couple of grand in a year a piece mm-hmm. for all the stuff that we do here. So exactly. I mean, you do it cause you love it. And a lot of people are here in your show and it's the, you know, it's the same thing with music. It's a lot of work, dude. I mean, you know, Chris, you put out books, you guys do the show and I put out these CDs. It's, and I'm not complaining. I love it because it keeps, keeps me sane. But I mean, most part, I'm writing the songs. I'm recording them. I'm putting people in touch with each, each other to get the tracks to me. I'm doing the artwork. I'm doing the manufacturing. And that's why I always tell Chris, I'm like, I suck at promoting this. Because like a lot of people, when you're done with the record or the EP, the last thing you want to do is go talk about it. <laughs> you know, which makes it makes no sense because that's you're trying to get people to hear it. But it's like, it's a daunting process. And I mean, I've heard you guys with the CMS build the show from nothing to having video and just all this, all this stuff, you know? So it's, it's the same, same thing with me. Yep. Now tell me a little bit about the uh, environment in Florida during this whole COVID because, you know, uh, Florida being one of the more free States uh, in, in the country here, you know, uh, they, they haven't suffered all the shutdowns and the lockdowns and everything that a lot of, uh, other States in the, in the nation has, uh, have suffered under these, uh, tyrannical governors. So, so how, uh, how have things been in Florida for you as far as, you know, being able to go out about, about your business or go to any kind of stores or hit any restaurants or bars or has a whole lot changed for, for you living in Florida? No, I mean, the, the first couple months, everyone got freaked out um, and it shut down, you know, a little bit. But now you can literally do whatever you want. There's There are no rules here. As it should be. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's kind of the thing where if you're scared of it or you have health concerns or you're not sure, then stay in your house and don't go out. If you don't, then go live your life. And it's it's fine here. I mean... The thing is, everyone wears masks for the most part, and if that makes you feel better, cool. But, um, yeah, Florida is one of those states where I get addicted to watching the news, and I look at the COVID cases every day, and I don't know what they really mean, what they translate to, who the hell does. But we've gone from, like, 2,000 a day to, like, over 13,000 two days in a row. And it's like, what does that really mean? I don't know. If I need to go out, I go out. Yeah. You know? So, so have you witnessed any hysteria, you know, around you personally or any kind of, you know, nonsense or people just pretty cool in general or, or, you know, how? <laughs> I mean, you go seriously. And I, you know, that other dude that calls in Bobby talked about this a lot, but I go to seven 11s with Bob sometimes <laughs> and there's fucking mental patients there, dude. There's a, uh, you know, some, some 
big Hispanic fellow was in there and he didn't have a mask on the other day. And an, an Afro-American woman was uh, there and she said, what, where's your mask? She said, put your mask on. And it was fucking, they started yelling at each other. It was so good. <laughs> so he's screaming at her in Spanish and she's screaming at him, her, him in ghetto. Jesus. Uh, yeah, bonics or whatever they figure out too. But yeah, it was it was so so good. And and the the guy he gets in his car when I'm walking out at the same time, he looks at me, he's like he's like, Man, I got a little bit of alcohol in me. I was like, Okay, and he fucking got in his car and drove away. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, I heard if you drink alcohol you're you're more susceptible to getting the COVID. I I don't know what was wrong with him, but yeah, I mean, if you go, if you frequent those places where the unruly hang out, like Walmart and Seven Elevens, you're going to have some problems. Well, I, I know you're a Best Buy fan. I know you've, you know, your friend Bob has uh, called in and talked about stopping at the Best Buy to get the latest CDs. I mean, how how does Bob survive without a Best Buy being open? Oh, I went to Best Buy this morning. I was there. Hmm. I took, I took Bob. He doesn't have a driver's license. So I took him. And the, the thing is, Best Buy, they don't sell CDs anymore. They have something called a dump bin, which is just a great big bin with a, a bin with a bunch of random, like, Molly Hatchet and Blackfoot and Pearl Jam. And that's all they sell. And I've got all those CDs. Um, so I don't go to Best Buy anymore for CDs. Uh, I go to little record stores and get CDs and um, I begrudgingly order them from Amazon. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I'm telling you, Florida, you do whatever you want. You go anywhere you want and it's, there's no rules. So the crazy thing is, Neil, I don't know if you heard this. I think it, they announced it today or last night that London and a big part of England is full freaking shutdown now. Yeah. Well, that's that? not a surprise. Not a surprise. Yeah, so I don't know what's coming here again, um, but I mean, all the schools are open and everything's things good. So yeah, I got I got no issues with it. Knock on wood, I haven't got sick, um, and everyone around me's been pretty healthy as far as I know. But uh, yeah, man, just don't go to Seven Elevens or Walmart, and you won't get COVID. You know? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Nice. Well, since you're since you got all these music things out there, can people buy these things anywhere? Is there anywhere they can buy them? Yeah, uh, great, great question. You're so freaking good with this interview, Neil. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, TommyCrash.com. That's with a K K R A S H T O M M Y K R A S H dot com. TommyCrash.com. I got the Britney. Um, acoustic ep thingy up there which like i said i just had another batch a small batch made of it and uh again if you're really into britney fox you'll probably like it it's a different spin on it it's like a really good chill cd to put on at night when it's cold and you're in ohio you know um it's acoustic i mean the, the bottom line is this a song that tommy and billy and those guys wrote they're so freaking good the guy who I got to help sing on on some of them, he's got a beautiful voice. Tommy's in there in some parts too. I mean, you know, like "Look My Way" over and out. Like, they're amazing songs, mm -hmm. and I don't think we, I don't think we fucked them up. So I think people should should enjoy them. But um, so that's the only thing I got up there right now. The electric thing, I got a couple more songs to do, and they'll get done when they get done. And then the uh, the metal thing, 
I'm like one in song, one song into that and it'll get done when it gets done. You know, there's the good thing too, that there's no timeline. It's not like anybody's waiting for a Tommy crash. Let's fucking be real, you know? But yet Tommy crash is waiting for Chris Aiken to finish his goddamn vocals. (laughs) Well, dude, I started this CD in March and I'm literally, your song is like, I have two songs. Here's one of the last ones. So fucking, like, if you get it done, I mean, yeah, nobody's waiting for a Tommy Crash CD but me. Yeah. <laughs> so send me, send, me, send, me your, send me your vocals so I can pitch correct them and get it done. There you go. And it probably will need a lot of pitch correction, but. <laughs> yeah, so, it'll, it'll be good. Dude, you, you need to get that guy from Warrant to record you so I can slap his name on the disc, too. I'll put the <laughs> guy formerly of Warrant on there. Nice. And currently of Tough. Yeah. Oh, see, the the more logos I can put on the CD, the more no one will care. But you know, <laughs> very nice, man. Well, real quick, dude, before sure. before we wrap this up, man, um, Bob Leather was gracious enough to give us a dozen or so CDs to give away with um with the Neely T-shirts. And now these are rare, one of a one of a kind deals, are they not? <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, what did he tell me? I think they're nine or ten songs. They're filth, filth songs. And at the end, there's a classic interview or something from the CMS metal, sh- the CMS show, your show. It's right. an interview or something about a bumper or Bob going to 7 Eleven, something stupid like that. So. I think the deal is that Neely probably doesn't even know about because you haven't told him. You just did it behind his back. Is that if you order a shirt from the CMS, you get a free Bob Leather CD. That's right. <laughs> and that's for the did next. You know that, Neely? No, I, I, I was not aware, but <laughs> I'm being made aware now. <laughs> I told you. Come on. I, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I, I, dude, honestly, I didn't think Chris told you. I just figure. Chris is slowly hijacking your show and eventually you'll be gone. <laughs> is that how it works? I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that's the, that's the deal with that CD. Bob, Bob put it out and wants some people to hear it. And there's still some people from years ago that remember Bob leather. So it's all good. There we go. Awesome. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's, it sounds like, uh, you, everybody's got to have an interest in, in, you know, doing something. And I'm glad you're, you know, just doing your craft outside of all the bullshit that's been going on here. So, well, to turn this a little political, what's your thoughts on this, uh, this election nonsense? Uh, I, you know, I've, the conspiracy thing, I don't believe that the president really um, has any say in anything. I think he can definitely rally up and get people worked up. Uh, and, and I know you're a big Trump fan. I could really give two shits about either of them. I think <laughs> Trump is a, he's an, he's an entertainer. He entertains me. And I, I'm just, I'm just like, all right, Trump, dude, it looks like you lost. Just go away. You know, let's let, let the new thing start. Let's have some new entertainment, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, it, you know, it's 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 retarded. For four years, he's been pure entertainment. He's taken the presidency to a level we've never seen it before, which is fine. I don't care. And and to be honest, my life as an adult, I've had, I don't know, six presidents since I've been an adult. 
my life has never changed or altered or deviated that much between all of them. So I could give two fucks. All right. Well, that's a very honest answer. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, this new fellow that's coming in. Wow. That's, he's fucking, dude, he's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I love, it's just, it's bizarre, you know? And then there's those theories that he's going to die in a, whatever's going to take over that, that, uh, camel toe, camel toe Harris. Yeah. Dude, if that happens, Neely, you're going to fucking die. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to die. It's just, it's just, I hate seeing, seeing what this country has become. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, at least you get to spend Christmas with Don (laughs) Doc. Well, that part is true. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Didn't you spend Easter with them too, or something? No, it was Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, I was out there. So, I was out there over Labor Day as well. This past Labor Day. Now, does he have any picture discs? Picture discs? Yeah. Well, there is one out there of the original uh, that um, that uh, back in the streets. So where's the, and I know you guys got way more important stuff to talk about. Um, Not really. And maybe this is a touchy situation, but is there a line where like, I know you're good friends and personal friends with Don, but also a big fan. Is there a line where like, you're just like, hey, Don, can I go look at all your gold records and sort through your drawers and look at all your old stuff? (laughs) Well, most of that is hanging on the wall. Okay. So, so I have seen just about all of that stuff. And in fact, uh, two, two Christmases ago, he gifted me with a gold and a platinum record. Wow. So I have pretty cool. I have a gold dysfunctional record on my wall here in the studio. And I have a platinum record for back for the attack on my wall. Oh, that's, that's very cool. And, And I just asked that because kind of to bust your balls, but I was in a situation where I, like I, like I said, I'm a huge Britney Fox fan. I love the band, and a lot of people think I'm a moron for that, but whatever. I used to listen to their demo on the bus on my way to high school. That's how long I've liked the band. And when I went to play with them, and I got to sleep in a hotel room with Tommy Paris, in a non-gay way, because we had to share a room, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is pretty fucking cool, because Tommy Paris, that album they put out, it's like, it's it's second to none in my opinion, and right. you know I got to see him in his in his in his little panties, like in his underwear, <laughs> run around in his little panties. <laughs> so and and he also used to because uh, I think his father was in the military. He would uh, and Tommy will probably I'm sure he hates me anyway, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he he did this really cool thing when he packed his luggage. He rolled it up like he rolled all of his shirts and stuff up. And I think he said it was a military thing, but so I asked you about Don when you like look around the corner and, and, and see his special room if he's got like a special room with like pictures of himself and stuff in there. Like, so I I, I get it, Neely. If, if you're like a real fanboy of Don, and maybe you like, did you ever steal something from his house? Like, no, like, man. I, or, or like take part of his hair? Or no, something, like from the no. bathroom. <laughs> No, I, I, but, no, but no, me, the I, first time you got, the first time you got friendly with them, I mean, there's had to be a part of you're like, fuck man, I, I'm a big fan of Dawkins and this is pretty cool. Right. 
I think that that moment happened, and I'll tell you the I'll tell you yeah. tell you when that happened was um, back in two thousand. I think it was like two thousand. Yeah, it was two thousand. They were on the I believe they were on the uh, Poison tour, or what, what was that? It was nineteen nineteen. Yeah, two thousand. It was it was the year after Race the Slate came out, and they were on the Poison tour. It was a Cinderella. Um, Poison, obviously, Cinderella, Poison, Dockin, and Slaughter. And he just called me up out of the blue. I mean, we were friendly, obviously, but he just called me up out of the blue and he says, uh, hey, you want to go out on the road with us for a few days? And I'm just like, well, yeah. He goes, yeah, well, why don't you get a grab a plane, uh, fly up to Grand Rapids, meet us in Grand Rapids. We can do the show in Grand Rapids, uh, Evansville, Indiana, and Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I did, I went out on the road with him. And then another time he called me and he says, uh, Hey, we're doing like a four day run on the West coast. We're doing orange County, Tucson, Arizona, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And we're, we're ending up in Las Vegas. So if you want to come out and do a four day run with us, once you uh, fly out to LA, I'll pick you up at the airport and we'll go. And that's yeah. what, and that that's was just cool, like, man. and, uh, you know, that was some of the f- more fun times. And I'll tell you a quick story since you brought that up. So we were going from the galaxy theater in, uh, orange County over to, uh, to, I believe it. Yeah. Phil or, uh, Phoenix. And so everybody went to bed every, because we were on a brand new bus. It was brand new, smelled like a new car. And uh, he and I sat in the front cabin of the bus and he had this acoustic guitar and he was like playing different docking songs and his personal songs from up from the ashes and tell it was almost like a personal storytellers. And he would play the song. He goes, well, this song originally went like this and he played it and he goes, but then, you know, once we reworked it with George, this is how it came out. Then he kind of played that. And he goes, and then I said, well, that's pretty cool guitar where you got, you got there. I said, what is that? It had all these slides on it and stuff. He goes, well, this guy, uh, he was recording in the studio next to us. Uh, he's in, uh, what's the name of the band? Oh, days of the new is a Travis something. I said, Travis Meeks. He goes, yeah, Travis Meeks. He says, he comes into the studio. It was like about a week before Christmas or a few days before Christmas. And he's like, Hey man. Anybody in here want to buy an acoustic guitar? <laughs> he goes, I got to get my, I got to get some money because I got to buy my chick a, a Christmas present. And he goes, well, let me see wow. the guitar. And he, and he brought it in and I guess it's a pretty, you know, pretty expensive guitar. He says, yeah, this guitar retails for like $2,500 or something like that. He goes, I gave him a thousand bucks for it. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm, I like I said, I bust your balls, but I'm happy for you. It's yeah. neat to have relationships like that, you know. With fucking life is short and so much shit going on. It's hey, Christmas with Dawkins. Who wouldn't want to do that? Of course, yeah. Plus, it's my birthday, right? so it's it's cool. Uh, when's your birthday? Christmas Day. Oh, cool! Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. All right, Tommy. Well. uh, Everybody go over there to TommyCrash.com and go pick up some of his music and support a musician who's out there just, uh, you know, practicing his craft and doing what he loves to do just because he just loves to do it. 
Cool. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate it, and it's uh, good talking to you again. All right. Well, I've got this uh, this Brittany Fox, the acoustic sessions pulled up, so uh, let's end this interview with something off of that. So what should we play? Ooh, let's do uh, a beautiful song that Tommy Paris and Billy Childs wrote called Over and Out. That's number three. That's a good one if you got that. I got it. Cool. All right, Tommy. Well, Merry Christmas to you, and we'll 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 connect again with you in the new year, I'm sure. Sounds good. Take care, guys. All right. Well, here it is. It's uh, Brittany Fox, the Acoustic Sessions, and this is uh, Over and Out exclusively here. On your classic metal show. All right. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS Podcast Network. That's right. CMSPN.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there you listen to the episodes there and maybe you even just subscribe so it's delivered to your phone to whatever podcasting software you use but do it from cmspn.com once again cmspn.com 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 we'll see you next time fucks